Like I realize I have such a problem where like if I buy into a shoe and I realize that the market went down 20%, instead of selling it for like a 10% loss, like I'll wait and sit on it because I'm so like, like there's an emotional connection to the product where I don't want to physically take a loss. But I know in hindsight, if I take the loss, take that 10 or 20, however much it was, flip it back in a new product, I'll make it back and it's more cost efficient than sitting on a product for six months and just being stuck in cash flow. Yeah. Uh, my weight shirt going crazy right now, bro. Oh shit, my hair. <laughs> shit, man, that's trippy. Uh, yo, now, what are you guys talking about? Snap? Snap. Yeah, Keep talking about it, bro. Okay. S- situations like this, man, honestly, you gotta think about other scenarios in which that's happened. So, what are you guys talking about right now? Buying Snap or not buying Snap? Whether we would buy or sell it. Okay. So, um, you know, Daniel, when we got into Facebook, Meta, right? And uh-huh. I was like, yo, Meta at, um, when I was like, when Meta had that 25% red day, right? And they broke under a hundred dollars. So yeah. I was like, dude, the odds that this is going to continue with that same pressure and intensity is slim. Granted, it'll probably do it in the short term, but like at some point you're going to end up reverting back to some sort of average or mean. You gotta, yeah, you so, always got to revert back to the mean. Yeah. Well, usually. Like, it doesn't have to, but statistically, it's just significant. Um, So when we got into meta at, like, 100, by the way, it's at 237 right now. I wish I never left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had bills to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, so you got to think, if something has, like, a crazy sell-off like that, right, because of earnings, um, same exact thing happened with meta, same exact thing happens often with things like Tesla and whatnot. Usually, cognitively, what ends up happening is that if you have an 18% red day overnight, the next day, the odds that there's kind of like uh, increased selling pressure um, is kind of significant. So, like, the odds that it's going to continue going down or trickling down for a little bit is pretty high. Because cognitively, people are slower to cut their losses than they are to secure their gains, which is to say that they see 18%, they should have sold today. They might hold it today, realize that they're not going to make that shit back today, and that they might have to sell tomorrow. Same with algos, algorithms and stuff like that. Also, the longer that it goes, it's kind of like the worst The worst it kind of is for that stock. There's stuff that there's people that are betting against it and people that are betting for it, uh, not just on the stock, but like instruments that are put on top of that. Okay. Option, options and stuff like that. That's a lot. Yeah. What That's, is your response? Do you have a response? I mean, I'm not really into trading, but... Um, I remember Snap was at like 25, what, like less than six months ago, I want to say. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's just, this market's interesting. It's crazy. My, my, my two takeaways from that as a non-trading person is one, I, so there's like a mind game factor when it comes to trading. Definitely. We've talked about that before. Definitely. And two, the, the, the mind game, you specifically, like, or the, the, the cognitive, whatever the fuck, um, it's sort of like that that idea like it's easier to let go or harder to let go yeah, than it is to acquire it you know what I mean yeah. we feel safe we're, we're happy to have it and get it in the first place or some yeah. shit but then when it's time to let it go it's like you want to just keep holding off because you, you want it to come back you want that number to come back up specifically. of course dude people like the amount of times that you should have cut a loss but you continue to let it go because you're like, oh, but I was just at break even, like da 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 da. Like I can definitely make that back. It's like, bro, the market doesn't care about your position. 
it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna go how it's gonna go like people are gonna keep buying and selling no matter what so it's like at some point you do need it like this morning i took a 15 percent l and i was like okay well i would rather have taken that 15 percent l and ended up running down 70 percent you know it's like it just is what it is i noticed the 15 i should have really cut it at yeah. 10 i noticed the 15 give myself more a little bit more generosity and even then i was like dude i am wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like i was like as simple as it is i am wrong so i at some point you do need to sit down and say to yourself like dude being honest like yo it's better that you cut that loss of 15 than try and without a, without your thesis anymore okay because at some point your thesis becomes invalidated yeah yeah you're wrong I, like, i'm wrong yeah. i'm wrong the market has proved me wrong so let me just cut that loss and move on yeah. so i can find another another opportunity like i did you know within the last hour because if not then i take two l's on a day or one l Alright. Zero win. Shit. So, okay. Yeah. okay. But at least you get at least you get to make it back. You know, like I'd rather end the day green because I had a recovery play than You want you would rather accumulate small wins versus yeah. like just big home runs. Dude, a consist a good trader is just a consistent trader. Like their their portfolio should be looking like this. It shouldn't look like this. Because mm-hmm. then that, that increases like, the likelihood of Larger drops. Definitely. The harder they, bigger they are, harder they fall type of thing. You shouldn't really be able to look at one or two plays and say, oh my God, that made my fucking career or that, that made my portfolio. Like, sometimes that happens. Like, I was telling this guy, I was like, sometimes that does happen. But oftentimes, the goal is just like, really, if you're going to be a good and consistent trader, it's mm-hmm. like, bro, like, determine what type of risk you're able to kind of take and just play it by that. But anyway, this isn't about me. Nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was interesting. You're probably going to cut that as a clip. I guess. Cool. I mean, I actually, I texted my dad before I swear, Snapchat was at like 11 and I was like, can you put a couple thousand in Snap? I have a really good feeling about it because I saw that they just introduced that AI technology. Yeah. And then I was like looking at all these influencers who I was saying they're spending so much more time on Snapchat and they get paid to post a certain amount. And I mean, I just kind of like liked where they were going with it. Like, because like, the thing between Snap and Instagram is like Instagram, everyone's so much more selective on what you post. Mm-hmm. It's not content based where Snapchat's more content driven and you want to throw as much content as you can out there. And you don't really like, there's not as much like pressure of like how you look or like. Um, you you could really see. be in your pajamas yeah. just talking shit on Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how they even make, like now that I think about it, like, I mean, I get ads on like Snapchat like once yeah. in a while, but then they had the premium subscription, which came out for like what? fourteen ninety nine. And you can remove the AI they threw in there. Mm-hmm. That is that is something I've always wondered. And as like we're entering the YouTube and like ad space, you know, I mean, how the hell is all this money necessarily being generated? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, revenue is kind of confusing. I think about like you know what you said the other day in terms of when you trade, you're not actually contributing to the GDP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like you're really not. What, yeah, yeah. What? Is, okay. What does that mean, though? Um, bro. Because the thing with trading is that, like, and and sure, this is like obviously different than like snaps. You know, revenues as we we're talking about. Yeah. Say, you know, but um, bro, it's a game of like we're both. It's okay. I have a thesis as to what's gonna happen. You have a thesis as to what's gonna happen on the other side. Yeah, yeah, and we're just both willing to sit down and just say like, all right, like I'm willing to put money down that I, that my thesis is more right than yours, basically. All right, and like there's a million and one reasons why you can have justification as to why you want to, you know, go short. Uh, a million and one that I have that I can go long, but at the end of the day, I'm just taking money from you. 
Okay. You're taking money from me. Like we're just we're just going back and forth with your your account and my account, really. I I want to pause. I want to pause real quick. Because this episode is about Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm learning, bro. And I do want to ask this, though. Mitchell, how does that apply to sneaker retailing? Like, in terms of, yeah. Well, the main thing that caught me there was when he was, like, um, a couple minutes ago, when he was, like, the thing about, like, cutting a loss. Like, I realized I have such a problem where, like, if I buy into a shoe and I realize that the market went down 20%, instead of selling it for, like, a 10% loss, like, I'll wait and sit on it because I'm so, like, like there's an emotional connection to the product where I don't want to physically take a loss. Yeah. But I know in hindsight, if I take the loss, take that 10 or 20, however much it was, flip it back in a new product, I'll make it back and it's more cost efficient than sitting on the product for six months and just being stuck in cash flow. Yeah. It's definitely an issue I have. I, I definitely have some stuff sitting around where I just need to cut the ties. How we, how emotional is business for you? I mean, it's super, I mean, emotional like i probably more emotional than it should be just because it plays such a large aspect in my life obviously and like i get like i get pissed like when i make a bad play or like it's not going how i want to like i mean it's just deteriorating you know what i mean i won't like i i'm like holy fuck like i'm wrong like wow that's it's, it's like an ego check it's like wow i just lost like like i i mean i remember like i made a dumb play i lost like Five grand in a week, literally. And it was just like, I was yeah. like, wow. Like, That's got to hurt, brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but question about that, like, because, you know, obviously coming from like a, a more trading background, like, I see your, especially like the sneaker business, like, I, I view that as like e-liquid in a way. E-liquid? E-liquid. Does that mean not yes. liquid? Not liquid. E-liquid, not e-liquid. liquid. No, so why don't you just so say liquid. not liquid? It's so liquid. Well, because, mind you, because like, uh, when you say, okay, a, 20, a, a sneaker goes down 20%. Why would a shoe go down 20%? Because the sneakers, literally, the sneakers. <laughs> okay, I, get it, I, get it, I get it, I get it. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But stock, like, this, literally, like, now every trip, well, everyone sells sneakers on StockX. And the theory behind that um, project was it's basically the stock market of sneakers. So they have yeah. the same thing with graphs and, like, oh, the six, the 360K oh, high, uh, low. Then also, I mean, it's so, there's such a correlation between how the economy is doing and how money people spend their money on sneakers like um like we're entering a recession air force ones the average selling cost dro- uh, dropped like 15 percent for no reasons or maybe so you're telling me i could get a pair product. of air forces for 15 percent cheaper oh uh, i mean there's down so much on amazon and especially stock x uh yeah as a frequent purchaser of black air forces he's sick He's sick. He's actually he's sick. Yeah. He's been wearing Black Air Forces for like for years. Since ever since I knew him, he's been wearing. Yeah, hey, I've Air never Air stopped wearing these since I was like nineteen years old, Horrible. eighteen years old. Horrible. But yeah, no, no, no. But his life has only gone up though. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You only make your life better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. Um, nah, but on a serious note, I actually yeah, I'm gonna buy some sneakers because you know what I mean I, I gotta up the these are these are starting to get old on me. I gotta yeah. replace. But no, no, no. You were saying so. The economy has an effect on the price of sneakers. We're talking about stock X and stuff. Yeah, like base. I mean, the economy has an impact on everything. You know what yeah. I mean? But with sneakers, it's it's not um, like it's not a necessary purchase. So when people have that extra, like I remember yeah. during COVID, like it was absolutely insane. Like everything shot up. Like dunk shot up like a hundred, two hundred percent because people were like spending their stimulus tracker like, on sneakers. Right, yeah, I, it was insane. Crazy. And like. We saw, like, right after December, like, it was, like, a whole, like, everything's going down, like, 
not even just because the end of the holidays, but like obviously like the economy isn't doing well. Um, interest rates are going up. Inflation is going up. Fed's printing more money. It's like there. It's it's crazy how like a lot of these trends may might not even be on the product. It might just be like how much money people have to spend. Right. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the like you know how they say um, causation or correlation is an equal causation. It's a it's almost like the inverse of that where like you don't even see how the correlation has causation. I don't know if that yeah. made any sense, but it's like yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought that people were buying that there was that the sneaker market went up when the stimulus checks went out. Yeah. That did that would not have it occurred. Was insane. To me. Like Most the Rolex people. did too. Yeah. Like Rolex went up like like forty percent. Y'all bought Rolexes with your <laughs> stimmy money? With trading cards, it's all like people had time, you know. Yeah, working, bro, yeah. designer brands, yeah, but yeah. designer brands were going crazy because that's what I was talking also, uh, talking to the uh CFO of Louis Vuitton about last week. Um, I would, she was like, Yeah, like in a recession, we don't experience drawdowns as quickly as everybody else because our clients have money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. That's actually, uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like, People are still going to be following our bags, which is crazy to me because, like, their demographic, it's like, dude, no, it there's such a barrier to I don't even know the, the cost. Is yeah, insane, so. yeah, that's yeah. I freaking know. That's where we gotta get though, right, boys? Yeah. No, 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 a thousand percent actually. Get that LV docile. I was just, I was just thinking about it. Like I was talking about it with, with my boy Adriel, episode four or three, one of them. Um, dude, cause dude is a fantastic like director, creative director, interior designer, and he has a really good eye and taste for like luxury and like luxury quality things. You know what I mean? Um, and he he does, and he works with a lot of like uh, different like just creators of different products and stuff. And one thing I think like we need to lean on, or he he should lean on, and I think you know he agreed with this is too is just the idea of like yo, I feel like the type of things he makes and sells is for people with bags. That's yeah. like you know what I mean. Like as much as we come from people who don't have access to those materials, I feel like the quality of his product. And like where he will actually like make the most and like substantial kind of like audience and and revenue is from those like higher end consumers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, shit, how do y'all feel about that? Yeah, that's what you you do. That. I mean, yeah, like there's just such a different market between luxury goods and like um, they're like more inelastic, which means like they're less variable. The price change, obviously. So in, yeah, in elasticity, you're gonna have to yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have to learn that word very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like I mean that's a good where way to go with the business because then the economy doesn't have as much correlation and doesn't have um can't dictate um like your cash flows as much in your revenue if you're selling to people with money because yeah they don't give a fuck what happened right. No, for sure, for sure. Shit. All right. We, we any any more business related comments questions? Uh, yeah. So question about um. Cause bro, like, how do you, uh, does your strategy incorporate at all? Like trying to catch on to trends early on? No, like I, I don't, because I mean, the main thing with me is like, everything is literally data driven. Like if I could just sit there for two hours and read a graph, like I'm, I mean, I'm a hundred percent confident, like with, especially with Amazon, there's like so much data. So 
I rather go off a substantial model than like throwing a risk in a play because like I like early this year like I made dumb play on Panda Dunks like like I I hit a big I hit a big play one we got like a hundred pairs week one and they sold instantly and then week two like I was like and there was no data it was just me like being an idiot but you were looking at social media and you were like they sold really fast quick yeah but I rather go off the product data on Amazon especially. There's so much variability with Amazon too. Like it's like having a consistent model is all about just, yeah. if I look at the 365 days for a product, does it have dropped below $90 on a shoe? Yeah. I would go all in on that shoe rather than a shoe that just has a spike in demand because it's a uh, in season. Yeah. Definitely. I freaking, um, something that, that just like hit me over the head. Cause I remember actually interviewing your dad. Yeah. Um, for, for my old job now. Um, and dude has mad years in the information industry. Yeah, that's always data how, analytics. How much, like, it didn't occur to me as you were speaking, like, your emphasis on data. How much do you feel like you actually learned or got some of that from him? Um, Probably not a lot, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, my Fair dad, enough. Yeah. My dad was more, like, you know, selling data, like, selling the service. Yeah. But he always is, like, market research is never going to die. Like, everyone needs data. And then I feel like I just like honestly fucked up so much in the beginning, not reading data and just thinking I was like better than everyone else. You know what I mean? Just like, and then I was like, holy shit, wait, like I need to, I need to dial in and we're going, uh, we're going under, but it was, um, again, like with the data, it's just like so much easier to build a more sustainable business model because it's riding on like more than just a thesis. It's riding on a thesis with like evidence, mm-hmm. you know? No, no, of course. That makes sense. Damn. Mm-hmm. On that note, has your dad played any influence in your entrepreneurship? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I've always been, like, motivated by him just because of his journey. And he took, like, he took a massive risk um, when he, like, left his job to start a company. And I definitely loved that. And, like, I always, I mean, everyone wants to be like their dad, like, or better than their dad. And um, I felt like just, like, the route he took where he had so much flexibility to, like, be able to like spend time with me and spend time with my mom or like coach little league and all uh you know like the great family things was because he didn't have the like the classic nine to five like obviously he started with it but i definitely envied and looked up to that freedom of being able to make your own schedule and i think it's so much more fulfilling in life too like i read this quote the other day it's like uh they pay you a salary so you could forget about your dreams yeah it's like um you know i rather just like, it's just nice. It's nice, like, working towards something that benefits you. Yeah. Like, why am I, when I, at 9 to 5, like, oh, I'm putting these extra hours, even if I go, like, harder, like, all right, I get a salary increase, but the boss is making most of the money. Or, like, I'm not, like, shitting on a 9 to 5, obviously, but it's just, like, not the route I want to go. Like, I've always, like, had this thing where, like, I, I just don't think I'll be mm-hmm. able to do it. What What about it? Um. Well, I don't want to speak in the negative. I don't want to talk about what is not attractive with the nine to five to you. What's attractive about the entrepreneurship to you? Oh, I just like so much. Like at first, like, I mean, it got like really like once you start seeing success, like it's a whole different ballgame because like, all right, like if I can blow this up, it's going to like open so many new avenues. Like I just like love the ability like over the summer um, working for myself. Like if I want to go play golf on a Tuesday at (laughs) one, like no one's going to tell me I can't do that. Yeah. Or like. I started off, I remember my first summer I worked um, at an ice cream store, like, and they had a restaurant too, and I was, like, in the dishwasher, it's, like, 100 degrees, I'm, like, dude, this is fucking miserable, like, yeah. I'd rather, like, do something that, like, 
put more work in that's going to benefit me and like have a better outcome. And I feel like there's such a greater sense of fulfillment and happiness doing something that you enjoy and doing something that's going to reap greater gains because my like opportunity is endless. We're in a nine to five. I'm really restricted. Mm-hmm. Like obviously like I like love the lifestyle too. You know, I just like, I mean, every, everything's better with money most of the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I like, it's not all about the money, but like, come on. I mean, everyone wants. It's a, you know, it, I remember when I was 16, I used to say this and I, re- I don't believe it now, but there's still some truth to it. But I used to say, I'd rather like be sad in a Bentley. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and it's not like, I don't want to be sad in a Bentley, but a Bentley yeah. doesn't hurt necessarily. You know what I mean? But it's the, it, it, I think what lacked was, at least in that moment, I was money hungry and not purpose driven. You know what I'm saying? And I think money is is good. It's a good goal to have. Yeah. It was low key like the two of you. I think you both y'all said it in different ways throughout this last year. But money is like a metric. There's like concrete evidence of what you've done and like how far you you've made like a like a, a goal go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. No, like I totally, I a hundred percent agree with that. Like one of my friends, I remember he was like, "You're like, m- like money, like money driven." I was like, "No, right. first of all, like, no, I'm not." And second of all, like people don't understand the opportunity and especially like the emphasis on freedom that money buys you. Yeah, yeah. Because like I have like when everyone's going to their nine to fives and work like, um, after like school or whatever, like I want to be making my own schedule. Like if I want to take a day off or like you know what I mean. It's just it's a better lifestyle working for yourself. Yeah. And the freedom that money grants you is really it like it speaks for itself yeah you know what i mean i i have this okay you know because when i first met you too i had a little bit of that impression that you were money driven <laughs> yeah that's what that's what a lot of people say but yeah like as you were speaking what i eventually got more was it oh you're not money driven it's more that like you're like competition and opportunity yeah. driven. and i know it did money is just the environment for that like tendency and that behavior a lot of people who i feel like are i don't use the word opportunistic necessarily but are like you know some people don't take risks some people don't like opportunity yeah necessarily some people love the thrill because it's kind of a thrill you don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen sometimes right but i feel like there's some people who are more open to that that thrill and that uncertainty than others yeah and i feel like that's what drives certain individuals specifically like y'all into the to the games y'all play Right, cause and I say games in a game theory sense, cause I love yeah. game theory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and everything is 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 game, man. You know what I mean? And now I like I feel that in myself too, and like that's why I've been friends with this guy for four years, and that's why you and I yeah. play so much, and it's why I felt some like friction in certain environments I've been in, cause some people just they don't believe. It's not that they don't believe in that. I don't want to say they they're not built like that. Or maybe sometimes it might be like you haven't been trained to do that. Because it's also something I feel like you could cultivate in people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's also, I don't know, it's also important to recognize, too, like, <clears throat> kind of playing the other side of that, that, like, there is some sort of freedom in having a salary. There is. And granted, it's yeah. not from me. Yeah. But having went through the corporate structure a little bit and seeing that, like, yo, like, I mean, this person might be a nationally recognized consultant, right? But, like, real shit, he's not he's not living up to his potential and he's okay with that because yeah. honestly at the end of the year, he's earning 300 K <laughs> yeah. like with no questions asked, not even including the bonus, whatever the case, 
and he can go home after his like nice little nine to seven or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like, nice that shit. And he goes home and he has like a family, whatever the case, and like he can build his life around that. You know what I mean? Because like some people, it's like yo, they would rather not take the risk and not see the the other side of it. Yeah. The um, because you're right. And I, there's, there's a, you can build your life around that, and it's really, it's, it's stable. It's easy. You don't got, it's easy. You know, no, you don't got. No have one to, wants to put in the like, not to interrupt you, but like, this is such like, like such a theme that I recognize, especially in college. Like, no one really wants to take the risk. Like, no one wants to sacrifice the Friday and Saturday nights, or no one wants to like do the extra work. Everyone would rather like play it safe and easy, and then they throw fall into the nine to five like corporate structure. Yeah. Which is, I just feel like it's just, it's less pressure. It's less pressure, it's easier, and it's just it's just like the reliable option, but there's so much more upside to betting on yourself and t- taking the risk Yeah, like people don't talk about. But I also think that it's like, you need to have that gene. And that's the thing, like, because th- this is all I have to say. people don't want it, bro. They <laughs> really don't want it. But most people don't. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. something that I've had to kind of realize is like, I've had the fucking, the blessing of meeting so many just brilliant people mm-hmm. in my four years here. And I'm like, okay, but why is that working? Why is that person working for insert big boy here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is that person doing? And then I've, as I've grown older a little bit, as you know, I've I've come into my senior year, I've understood that like, yo, it's good that those people do that because they don't want to incur the same risk that I do, but they'll be the first person I'll call when I get to hire somebody. Yeah. Like it's yeah. great that they're doing that. It's yeah, great that they're yeah, doing that because yeah. smart guys, reliable people, you know, men and women, obviously, but like. People that are people that care about their career and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, you're the type of person that if I put you in a system, you will execute really well. Yeah, you yeah, just won't yeah. create the system. That's so it's like, okay, great. Like I'll I call think, you up when I need you. And like, <laughs> here's here's something. This is this is a little bit salacious. Entrepreneurships, um, it it filters out mediocrity better than the nine to five. Well, yeah, I mean, it shows a lot. Like, I mean. I'm sure you could say the same thing. Like the journey is like really emotional. Like, I mean, so many like ups and downs, highs, lows, and like perseverance. And I mean, there's so many times where like I've looked at the board and like wanted to like literally throw in the towel. I'm like, holy shit! Like, why am I doing this? Like, this is fucking nuts. Like, yeah. I'm like literally like like this is just so like is this excessive? Um, but like I feel like. Yeah, I guess back to that added benefit, and some some people like want it. Like, I heard a quote the other, um, the like to dictate how successful you're going to be is dictate how much stress you can tolerate. I know, I actually that a thousand percent. That is, I think, yeah, a totally accurate. I have a I have a high tolerance for stress mm-hmm. and like a, a slight addiction to it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I feel that, and yeah. I feel like a very successful individual. I also don't go out a lot. You know? What I yeah, mean? I mean, I I remember literally like. The first, like, after, like, the first weekend here, or the second weekend, I, like, looked, I was, like, holy shit, like, I'm being an idiot, like, shit's not where I want it to be, like, how am I going to accomplish anything? And I literally, like, the next two months just, like, went home every single weekend, just, like, dialed in, like, in the office, like, just going, like, to, like, 2, like, 2 a.m., literally, like, just putting in those, like, 16-hour days, yeah. and I come back in a month, and I'm, like, holy shit, like, checking my sales, I'm, like, all right this works like the hard work works like it's proven in my sales mm-hmm. and it's really about making that like do i want to sacrifice a couple of nights going out for when after college i'm going to be set off like doing my own thing while yeah. everyone's running around in a nine to five 
Like I'd rather sacrifice those short-term pleasures, which usually don't even benefit me. I don't think I've ever felt accomplished after a Friday or Saturday night. You yeah. Know? yeah you <laughs> I'm like, you're you're thinking a lot of things, but. No, I felt that. <laughs> like, I remember so many people, like, came up to me, like, oh, like, like, even my friends, like, just, like, thinking, like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I'm wasting college not going out. Yeah. And it's just, like, such a different. What, what do you feel? Do you feel like that's the biggest lie of college? It's going out? Or Yeah, sure. Or what I do you mean, feel is the biggest lie in college? Don't get me wrong. I used to go out all the time my first two years. Just like recently, like something like to get where I want to be, it's not sustainable. And I also would feel like when I would like go out, like I would just feel like, a, like I'd be like, fuck, like maybe like this is just not what I should be doing right now. It's like counterproductive or like. If I'd go out and like, there'd be so much stress about the business where it's just not even fun. You're not even having fun going oh, out. Yeah. 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 But I definitely think you got to go out like a couple times to just let off some steam. Like, yeah. I still always kick it with the boys, obviously. Like, um, you got to have a boys night every now yeah. and then. But it's different where like Friday and Saturday used to be such a ritual where now it's like I have no problem. Um, Just like with the discipline where like if I need to go home to work, it's like, all right, we're fucking like this is this is what you got to do. Like you can miss a Friday. Yeah. Saturday. Because the thing is, you're also not missing shit. Yeah, I usually, usually that's not. That's what, like, I had to realize really early on, which is that, like, bro, you're not missing shit. Like, you're going to go out, especially with, with uh, you're going to go out and, and basically, like, you know, drink or go to a bar or whatever the yeah. case. It's very much the same shit over and over. Yeah. You're gonna drink or you're gonna go to whatever uh, party, whatever basement. Yeah. Make sure um, you didn't do anything stupid the next morning. You know, it's just never. It's just it's like never a good. Uh, the whole thing is just honestly distracting. Yeah. Like, do you, do you feel like that was the biggest lie, Nick, in college for you? Yeah, it was definitely that that you had to live college a certain type of way. You know, because you know how I was my freshman year, bro. Especially my freshman first semester. This dude would go to the gym at eleven p.m. I came in because okay, so I came in. I know this isn't about me, but I came in as a as a track athlete, essentially, mm-hmm. and or attempting to be one. And um, you know, I needed to cut a little bit off my time to get on. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, "Yo, I have three months, which is you know one semester, to figure out if I want to spend four years here, because if I end up hopping on the team, I don't expect myself dropping out or dropping off the team." Uh, and if I'm not on the team, I might have to transfer out. So I was like, yo, I just dialed in that first semester and I was like, everything else is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And in watching all of you guys, you know, and not to, to cast a, you know, any sort of judgment, but like watching you guys go out, Good looks. fuck around like this, <laughs> <laughs> being, being degenerates and whatnot, I, being degenerates, I'm like, I was a degenerate. I just started realizing like, yo. I'm getting so much from me being in my corner, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like shutting up, working all day, every day. Then I look over and I'm like, yo, like you guys still are, a lot of people are struggling to even figure out like, what is it they want out of this? I could, yeah, yeah. And they're just like in purgatory, even senior year, people are like, oh, like I, I don't exactly know. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no yeah, judgment. Sucks. But I'm like, yo, you have four years though. Yeah, low key like, four this years. Is, you have four years. Like four years and 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 hundreds of you thousands. You just figure of it out with year two. That's at some point, at some point, year you two it is out. usually where I was like, all right, like, well, like, I, yeah, I feel like especially junior year, I just kind of like this semester shit just kind of clicked where I was like, realized the dumb shit, like the time wasted, just not having my priorities in the right. 
place and really just like emphasizing like the hard work like there's such a fulfillment aspect to it like i'm sure you can agree with me Definitely. but i just feel like so good like i remember like some friday and saturday nights like just coming back like so late and like i would just be dark out and i like would accomplish all my work and i'd like have such just like feeling of, like actual like fulfillment and happiness and like proud of myself and, like builds my self-confidence and, i'm like you know i was just like all right like i like this route like this is this feels it like you, it, it sounds it feels like you're the fucking man yeah to you to you it sounds like uh, or at least what i'm taking from that is like it sounds like you're doing what you should be doing yeah mm-hmm. you know because like that's another thing like spending my time in, in a lot of these college classes i'm like honestly this is not sure i'm doing it well but I, this is not the shit that i should oh, be doing 100%. At this like, like i should be somewhere else. i mean the yeah, I don't even know if I can I'm going out because if not, I'll get punished. Yeah. <laughs> like if I go, if I don't go to class, there's some sort of punishment. Like, oh, now I have a C in a class, and I got to get that up before the end of the semester. But anyway, you shouldn't be saying this. But yeah, I mean, I remember like I was like I was in a business class, like right about business, and I was like, all right, my business teacher's never ran a business and is yeah. running a 2012 Honda Civic. And he's a geek. Why am I taking classes from this dude? Like, this is, like, this is, like, this is going to set me backwards. You know what I mean? Like, I could teach this class. He hasn't done shit. It's just, the system was, like, all off. But again, there's a good side of college where it's, like, meeting people. You learn about yourself. You learn how to handle situations. Mm -hmm. But the classwork is, you know what I mean? There's some shit that just, like, especially, like, having, like, a business and, like, dealing with, like, real world, like, situations and problems within it you realize that the curriculum isn't designed to like teach that initiative or teach how to attend to that no, no. it's no. producing it's producing workers you know what i mean um and no again no disrespect to the nine to five stuff because i feel like that's kind of the purpose of the college and i feel like i didn't realize that going into college that the purpose of this institution was to acquire <laughs> an occupation afterwards. Yeah. Because um, also, I think I, I had, like, one of the biggest lies I had, like, in college was that college was for smarty pants. You know what I'm saying? And, like, only the smart, like, smart, smart-ass people went to college and people who had all their lives already kind of set. You know what I'm saying? Um, or plans or whatever. And it's like, um, this is a fucking free-for-all. Like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? This is a giant free-for-all. I feel like one thing that was, like, so apparent to me when, like, is, like, that I realize now, like, if you want to be an accountant or a doctor, like, my roommate wants to be a dentist, it's like, all right, yeah, obviously, that's the university you're at, but, like, cool. if you don't want to, want to do, like, you got a marketing degree, I'm like, I'm sure you can learn more on, like, they don't even teach social, like, the social media marketing, the TikTok <laughs> yeah. reels, the YouTube reels, like, all the shit that's actually apparent in marketing in this course, mm-hmm. and it's like... I don't know. I just don't know how I could slave away in school with my grades and like nothing else. It's like adding value to my life, especially when I don't want to work a nine to five. But so, yeah. so my question to you is like, why are you still here? Oh, dude. I mean, my parents would fucking kill me. Um, like I would fucking, I honestly would get my ass beat. But also I kind of like started actually like making success in business, like my end of my sophomore year and you're two years in at that point. So mm-hmm. there's no point in not finishing it. There's there's high utility. Actually, is not there's utility to the college degree to the extent where like I take it for granted, low key. Yeah, it's very valued. In the but world. when I go back home and like I, I see just the differences in job opportunities available to me, even with a bachelor's, you know, it's not like I, I'm getting the, the the kind of salaries I might get with a master's or with more work experience in general. But yo, know, just knowing the fact that I have a lot of friends back home that didn't go to didn't go to college. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I mean, one of my partners back home 
Um, this is my like best one of my best friends, Luca, like hardest working kid I know. He barely like you know not to, not to bash on anybody. I mean, he did shit in um high school. Like had such we'll a hard block his ethic. name out. Yeah. yeah, he had such a hard work ethic. And the last two months, he's made over thirty grand, slowest time of the year. Yeah, just not going to school and just dialing in on the business and like mm-hmm. dialing in on the craft. I mean, what fifteen grand a month? I don't think any of my friends at a college are going to be making over close to two hundred grand a year at twenty one years old. No, nah, it's not a at different all. route. Yeah. But it's yo, I, crazy. Speaking of that though, I do think this is like why the utility of the college degree will go down because one, like so much more credentials. Like, creditation is possible now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get certified and whatever the hell, like, in through so many facets. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, it's just, like, yo, the internet, you can learn and do... You can you can get as good... You can get better at trading in your basement than you would at a in a college oh, classroom. Yeah, like, for three... You know what I'm Especially saying? Especially the internet now. I mean, like, I learn, like, every time there's a problem, usually it's, like, right to the... Right to the Google book. Yeah, that's how I usually figure it out. Yeah, not emailing my professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, and no disrespect to the. Pro- I guess that was, I can't even say that was to no some disrespect of them, to some I, yeah. of them. To Honestly, be honest, there's yeah. a couple out there that like yeah. I really I'm like, like. What are you doing? Really add a lot of stress to my life or something. I'm never gonna. Yeah. Never gonna do. What I don't like about a lot of these professors too is like that they don't realize that like they've went through the entire system. They got yeah. an MBA or whatever. Some of them even a PhD. And it's like, you still haven't realized that there's a large portion of your class that doesn't give a shit, that they are really just trying to, like, you're teaching about marketing in such a way that is like, all right, yeah, sure, if we're only brick and mortar, and like, in a hypothetical world, whatever the case, but it's like, bro, come in with something refreshing. I, like, I, yeah. One of my teachers, I kid you not, because I watch his, I miss class, so I was like watching his YouTube, no surprise there, but... I was watching this YouTube videos uh, to make up the work. And I was like, holy shit, this video is from six years ago. And yeah. it's the same shit. It's the same slideshow. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, the system is broken, but. So that's, that's kind of lazy, really, on, on their part, because I feel like. But what's uh, the incentive for them? They have the salary, you know what I mean? The incentive for, like, someone working their own. Th- I'm like, all right, if I do this, I'm going to make this much more. And it's going to grant me this. And it's going to open this door. My my dad told me a a, um, a joke once. It makes more sense in Spanish. Um, but what's the difference between a jackass and a donkey? Um, they both get paid the same hourly rate. Um, but the jackass uh, is gonna work more hours. Um, no, and, I understand I, what you mean. Okay, no, I think I said it wrong. the The jackass is gonna work. <laughs> is gonna work get more. This. The jackass is gonna work more hours than the donkey for no pay. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The jackass keeps working despite no incentive. You know what I'm saying? The day's work is done. And then why no... would my teacher put in that extra work? I mean, he probably doesn't. He probably hates his life. You know what I mean? He's the donkey in the store. But that's actually the... He's doing, like, the reasonable things. Actually. Like, if I'm not yeah, going to get paid for it... Yeah, but that's not it, fulfilling. Yeah. It isn't you know fulfilling. What? It isn't but fulfilling. I would probably, if I was a teacher... I mean, the one thing about teachers is they just got good at one thing, like teaching, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you just got to get good at one thing. I like People yeah. always ask me about like starting something. I'm like, you just got to get good at one fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Or do what someone else is doing. You don't even have to do it better. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's honestly slept on. 
Do you, the fact that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You don't. Like, yeah. You, really, you really don't. I'm it's copying crazy. business models. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to change change the industry. No, exactly. That's This yeah. podcast isn't really that new. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Name, not, yeah. I mean, this might be the best one out there. but it's Hell like, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. But like, okay, I have a question. Do you feel as though y'all teachers, throughout all y'all education career, do y'all feel like y'all teachers wanted to be teachers? I think the Friars did. I think my I like think I have so. one teacher that I, I, don't even think so. I look into this guy's eyes, bro, and I like, I I almost start tearing up. It's just like depressing. Like I just like now there is eight thirty in the morning. I'm like fuck, man. Like he like I don't. I'm sure there's some people that want to be a teacher. I mean, one of my friends right now is studying to be a teacher. And I'm like, yeah. But I think like, it's just a safe. It's it's like confining to society because whenever you try to do something different, like the entrepreneurship. Or break out of the bubble of not going out and working for yourself and like really focusing on something that's bigger than what society tells you to do, which is the nine to five. Like there's people are always going to want to go back in their comfort zone of like being a teacher. Oh, I'm going to get my marketing degree. I'm going to get a starting job. $60,000 when the school costs 72 to go here. It's just like, you know what I mean? I want to push back on the teaching thing because I feel like it's a little different. It's probably yeah. disrespectful a little bit too. Anyway, get shaved for that. A little, but it's like that. Don't, that's not even like what's what's like bothering me about it. It's more the fact that like yo, the best teachers I had were the ones who wanted to be teachers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like that's why like I think if you wanted if you and the thing is that I feel like some people need to it's almost like a calling. Like some people were born to freaking be teachers, but then there are a lot of people who are just teachers because they couldn't get anywhere else. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, and they end up fucking everybody. But could you just imagine like going to school for like all your life, getting a master's just to teach? Well, you know what I mean? I guess some people like it. You unless know? you did it for like teaching, like in a specific subject. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because again, yo, I feel like it, with if it's intentional, because bro, I've been able to talk kids. It's like the most rewarding thing. I had no, a 12 year old like hug me the other day and tell me, I wish you were my dad. And bro, like <laughs> that's fire. That's fire is the shit. Like that's good. That's like, actually good. Bro, are you kidding me, bro? Like that shit felt crazy, bro. So funny. But you know, um, but mind you too, yo, I was working for an organization that was was giving me a pretty good hourly wage. You know what I mean? And I think about teaching in general, there's not really that good of salary incentives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not, bro. But it's a, it's really essential though, because like I I made an impact on that kid's life just by being a, a good person. But also because I'm a good, I'm a good teacher. I wanted to be a teacher in an earlier stage of my life, and I will return to that. But it's like I know I have, I know I have a lot more in me. You gotta get that money right first like, before you go to that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like you know, man, working with kids is just so so valuable. You know what I mean? And they're like they're the future. Like if you ever wonder, like in my opinion, why a lot of people don't take risks or they're not like passionate. Is because all the people around them, the teachers, whether it was their parents, they didn't do it. They didn't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you know, we talk about having, like, a crappy generation. I would look at, like, the crappy generation of teachers and parents, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. What, y- what y'all think about that? Yeah, bro. I mean, I feel bad for it. some of the business professors in particular. Not to throw shade at them, but, like... Don't shade, bro. It's it's kind of it's kind of tough because it's like look like you are closely you're so closely associated with a, an avenue outside of what it is that you're doing like 
I'd understand if you're in medical or if you're in the bio whatever and it's like all right like you have yeah, to conduct you research need, yeah. you need to, you need to do that PhD like even shit requires it yeah. even if you are the professor like you need to you're about to go publish some whatever on whatever drug whatever but like some of these heads in the business school I'm like yo like you've watched so many of your kids like so many of your students probably just immediately like surpass you in terms of trajectory because the barrier to entry everyone's here like me and a professor, it's like we both can file an LLC. We both can go out and do X, Y, Z. We can both hit the same trade. Mm-hmm. It's it's the funniest thing because like even being in a class where a professor is like, all right, would you what would you do with this stock? And I can give him a, I can give him a thesis that shit it might pan out. Mm-hmm. It might like if my thesis is preferred by the market than his, and I end up being the one that wins that trade. I have to sit there and think to myself, like, bro, like, we are all, we are both capable of being able to do the same yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as soon as as soon as I realized that, especially as a finance major, I was like, oh, like, it's over. Because mm-hmm. like now, don't talk to me about accounting. Now, don't talk <laughs> to me about tax. Don't talk to me about shit that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Let me just talk about the one, the the few things that I really give a fuck about. Yeah, and like have that just be what I do, because. At the end of the day, like, I don't care about anything else that I'm not, I don't even feel like we can sit down and talk about or compete about. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. wow. It's like, oh. this, I'm not calling you teacher LeBron James. All right, I, I just want to say this. But it's like LeBron James and Luka Doncic. They got 20 years between them. And there's a lot. Oh, yeah. oh actually, how about this? How about this? PJ Tucker and Luka Doncic. All right. Because PJ Tucker is fire. We love PJ Tucker. But he's not LeBron and he's not Luka Doncic. He's a monster. You know nah, bro. PJ Tucker. He had a couple threes in the playoffs. He's he's somebody right? he once said maybe one or two. Somebody once said that he's a he's a superstar forward. He's a superstar guard who plays power forward, and that's why he's a regular. Yeah, I don't player. think anyone said that. Nah, bro. That's somebody, a crazy take. That's a crazy take. Somebody said that. But sure, but sure, but sure. We ain't gonna talk about PJ Tucker right now. Damn, yo, these guys, these guys. Um, but no, no, no. What what can what can PJ Tucker tell Luka Doncic necessarily? Like, you know what I mean? Luka's three years, four years deep. He's already a superstar freaking player. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that he's a comp. You know, this guy has the be- the benefit of experience, but there's just like tears to him. You compare Luka Doncic to LeBron James. You don't compare him to PJ Tucker. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm really trying to point out is the age difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because the barrier, <laughs> the barrier is low in that sense. Like they could both be on a, on a team right now at the same age. And one could actually have a, a much higher role than the other. And say you and your, your professor put on the same team. Although again, barrier for entry onto the team is the same, but youth, um, skill, natural ability, all these things, because since y'all enter on the same level. All the other things begin to average out. He has the benefit of experience, but you have the benefit of so many other things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And and actually, like the last thing I'll say before I head out, I got a meeting at two. Yeah. Is, um, we gotta wrap up in like fifteen minutes anyway. Yeah. Perfect. Is um, yo, like that's something that I love so much about being in, in tech, in particular, mm-hmm. and being in AI and crypto and you know blockchain and all this other stuff. Is that like the uh, in some regards. Like, I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but in some regards, within the field, I might be considered an expert. Because... Crypto. Yeah. Because how many... Because the thing is that it's like, bro, 
me talking to my manager last summer about mm. um you know whatever it is that we're working on he's like dude you've done crypto longer than me yeah he's like i've been doing this job for however many years like 20 but, years but you've been doing crypto longer than me yeah so yeah. he's like in some regard like I, we both need to learn from each other about how this, this shit works yeah yeah you know because he's, he's like dude like no ego attached that's another thing like no ego attached good, good manager he's a manager yeah, he right? was great yeah, he was great yeah. he was like dude no need no ego attached like there's there's stuff that you know that i don't youth needs you know, to like, learn from elders as much as the elder needs to learn from you definitely damn that's that's a bar right there <laughs> that jesus yeah, that went to the oh, pink. Yeah. you know what i mean freaking um that's crazy yeah that's and not because i mean i know i've experienced this my whole life i've had a chip on my shoulder because I've always felt like a, a knowledgeable, like, how do I put this? I feel like I've always had very knowledgeable and valid reasons for thinking the things I've thought. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For making observations I've made, right? And when now you're a good liar. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gotta get out of here, man. Nah, check yeah. you out, bro. Nice meeting you, bro. Yeah, great to meet you, man. Of course. Peace, yo. Yo, kick that chair to the side. We're yeah, gonna get more than shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great, yo. I just finished that thought, but like, um, the chip on my shoulders, I've always felt like I've had certain insights, certain mm-hmm. vision, certain wisdom, and it's sort of like you express these things to the adults around you. Yeah. But because you're young, you know what I mean. There's an immediate dismissal, right? And I'm not saying I was right as a as a kid about things, but it's sort of like there's not even an opportunity for explanation. Yeah. It's just because you're young, you must be wrong. You must not know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, nah, yeah, that shit's always pissed me off. Um, I think that's kind of also been why I've been a little like anti-authority a lot of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also that's what an- my parents say about me every day. Yeah, yeah, anti-authority. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. How do you? How do you? How do you feel that plays out? Well, like I mean, I always, I mean, probably just because I definitely have an ego too, obviously. But I feel like you need to have an ego to be successful. Like I either walk around with like my head held high thinking I'm better than everyone else. And, oh, you know, like, what's the, what's the pr- pride and passion in that? There's very little utility up. in being sad. Yeah, like, fuck it. I'm going to walk around. I like, yeah, I think I am better than you at this, this, or like, yeah, or like, I think I'm going to be more successful than you. Like, yeah, I like, think that obviously. So sometimes like when I'm listening to my teachers, I'm like, I'm not going to fucking do this work. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I wonder, I wonder to what extent, like, um, we can avoid like superiority and inferiority complexes. Like I had, it was actually like my physics professor. Oh, you could adjust that as me, bro. But Dude, yeah. sorry, my bad. I'm yeah, you could, sure. but yeah. I had a physics professor actually tell me, he was like, um, there are some people in life who believe they're superior and there are some people in life who believe they are inferior. Um, and, when, and he said, whether you like to see it this way or not, this is how it is. Yeah, I'd rather be superior, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And it's sort of like, I, I, I thought about it. And, I'm like, and my initial thought was that this was a bad thing to say. But, like, there's a certain subjectivity to it that could allow for the coexistence of, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, superior. Because, like, how do, I, how do I put it? Like, I feel like a superior human being. But I don't necessarily feel like I have to be. Yeah. Like I have to beat you or die. I think the you. thing with like being superior in ego, like getting back to like business too, where it's like, I think I'm superior, superior, but like obviously I'm still learning from other people. Yeah. And like, it's not like I don't, again, like I told you, like when I made that dumb play and like didn't read the data, I was like, holy shit, like there's people better than me at this and like I have to get better. It's not like mm-hmm. if you just start ego driven, you're going to yeah. make the wrong place. Do you feel like that, like 
managing like superiority and inferiority, like managing ego has to do a lot with like looking at yourself and not at other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's a complex like duality to it. You know what I mean? There's like no right or wrong answer, but I think I believe in walking around thinking that like I'm the best, but I'm also going to learn from other people and like take yeah. guidance and mentorship, obviously. No, no, for sure. You know what I mean? No, definitely. But I'd rather walk around feeling like I'm a beast than like I'm a loser. You get more shit done like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 100%. I, like, yeah. Ahead, 100%. Bro. Like, when I go to the gym, like, what am I going to, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not feeling, like, nah, like, let's fucking kill this shit. You know what I mean? It's a mindset. Something, something funny that happened to me was, like, I realized that in, like, almost two years of lifting, I wasn't breaking, like, a plate. I wasn't even touching the plate. You know what I mean? And, I, I reason I, I didn't I hadn't even touched the plate yet like the forty five pound on the bench mm-hmm. on each side was because I felt like I couldn't do it I yeah, felt like I wasn't strong enough man. yet right but it's sort of like I had to put myself I at first I had to get rid of that hesitancy yeah and just allow myself to be under that pressure and to just do one you know what and I then mean you feel so much like better after you know just, and you get the gains yeah facts bro yeah you know I mean yeah. Oh yeah, the reason I did it too was I, was, I hadn't seen no gains. I had reached a certain point and I peaked and I plateaued. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I feel you. But fucking, um, low-key, yo, we only got like 10 minutes left because I got to do, I got to go to a meeting in a few. But I guess I'm going to just ask you one last, yeah. one last question. And then if you want to hit me with any questions, we do that. But, or two questions, maybe, yo, bro. What phase, what phase of your life do you feel like you're in right now? I think the phase of my life is like definitely still figuring shit out. But I also feel like um, like I'm getting to the place where I want to be, like mentality wise. I feel like I'm just like much stronger and um, like not as phased as like I used to be about stuff or like what other people thought, and more just like staying in my lane, sticking to like my ethics and values and my virtues, and just like getting the job done. Yeah. So I like again we um, pinpointed this earlier, but going out, like I had to take like backlash of not going out and like focusing on my business. Sophomore year, I would have never been able to miss a Friday or Saturday yeah. night. And it's more just seeing the bigger picture and really, I think I've developed such a better worth ethic and dedication and like such a sense of discipline, yeah. both in like the gym and work. Like they go hand in hand where I think I'm just like in a way better, probably like one of the best spots mentally in my life just because the fulfillment that comes with getting shit done, yeah. less anxiety, Um, Jesus, my bad, less anxiety, which is... Feeling better, man. I yeah. feel like I'm figuring ups and downs, but feel like definitely um, propelling in a positive direction. Take some big risks with the business recently. What's one word you would use to describe like this phase? Oh, jeez. Um, a couple like two. I think it's like my grind phase, like locked in, like locked going in. dark. You know what I mean? Zero dark thirty. Yeah, like some people are always like, "Yo, I haven't heard from you in a minute." Like, bro, I'm going dark, and I'm fucking. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When do you feel like you're gonna come out of it? Probably when I make like, you know, I, you know, I'm not gonna make it money tripping. Probably when everything business is in set and we're passively making my goal income mm-hmm. like per the month. All right. Okay. Where do you? Okay. So, where where do you see Mitchell in the next five years? Or or how do you wanna? I stole this question directly from Renee and Josie. How do you? How do you? Where do you see yourself? Or how do you wanna feel in five years? I see myself in five years, like, um, with my business, um, like probably in the exit strategy phase. So like right now we're incorporating new models 
and uh, new suppliers where we could sell the business off at like uh, multiplier like six of revenue. Um, so I see myself getting out of that, probably starting a new venture. And um, mentally, I mean, who knows, you know, probably mm-hmm. embrace the ups and downs. You know, there'd yeah. be no, wouldn't appreciate the sunshine if we did not like the darkness. So I, I really try to embrace both the, with life, school, friends, and work. Uh, not to get too down on the lows and not to get too high on the positives and just yeah. embrace both the feelings, accept them, you know? All right. I like that. I like that. Um, if, if, if you were to write a, um, a book about your life up until this point, what would you call it? Uh, there's been a lot of fuck-ups. <laughs> so I would say probably, like, I really do figure, like, strongly believe, like, this semester especially, there's, like, been, like, a dramatic improvement and kind of just maturity and um like realizing a lot of shit oh uh, wow i would just like probably like what would i name it you say yeah, yeah. what would you name I'd it probably, like i'd probably Fuck just ups. name it no i'd probably name it no i'm not that bad but i'd probably name it like um something like correlated to taking a different route because i feel like ever mm. since i i feel like i've always taken a different route than my peers or had like a different outlook on yeah a lot of stuff Mitchell Mitchell Price different routes different yeah probably. if you need a ghostwriter bro. yeah that, I'm playing get the chat I use ChatGPT facts <laughs> yeah, that. yeah I'm out I'm out of a job now with ChatGPT being ghostwriters for people and shit not, yeah you know what I mean now I'll still have a job I just won't be able to do it for other people ghostwriting for Drake bro yo Drake bot going hard right now yeah. oh my you've seen that yeah bro yo, the Drake, Drake and crazy. Travis one was like I actually I haven't seen that one dude I'll send it to you it's actually like dude it was it was scary I was like. I might need to play this. Like, yeah, it was low key. A, it was low key a bop. Yeah, it was low key a bop. Shit, sure, yo. But now, nah, bro, that's um, that's like an hour and some change of combo, bro. Jesus, man, that, was, that was great. Thank Appreciate you for coming it, man. On the yeah, show, bro. It was great. Yo, character Devo. Yeah. Y'all know what it is. Shout, follow my Instagram too. Heat Supply O two four two. Heat Supply O two. We got that blue check. Uh, zero two four two. Zero four two four two. Zero two four two. Yo, you heard him yeah. here, folks. Can you like draw? Do you have an editor yet? Can you just like yeah, yeah, pin yeah, it yeah, right yeah. here? We'll do we'll do the pin on right, top. Bet, we'll do bet. the we'll do a little link in the description. Yeah. And sh-